testing, testing. Hi. Hello, podcast. Do you know the song? That song? The song. It was Banana Pancakes. No, do you know the song? The song. To the podcast. Oh, no, I don't. I'm not that of a niche listener. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'll sing the song for you. Please. Well, you have regaled me with songs and fittings, etc. I have. Okay. What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? That's the song. Beautiful read. So, for those of you who are wondering why there's so much ambient noise, I am sitting in a diner um, near city, near, actually across the street from Carnegie Hall. I think it's even called like the Carnegie Diner. I believe it is. And I'm with none other than Claire Kretschmar of the New York City Ballet. And um, you've never been on the podcast. No, well, clearly you never. never listened to it. Didn't I listen. have listened to it. I just couldn't pull out the song. You didn't give me fair warning. I didn't. I'm this so is sorry. really um, a spontaneous endeavor. Yeah, Claire reminded me that I have a podcast, and it is Thursday night, and the podcast does come out on Friday morning at 3 a.m. Oh my gosh, why yeah. 3? I don't know. It's like an arbitrary time I decided upon. And I think it might be a little bit to do with when Australian listeners um, have access to it. Because, you know, for them, it's it might already be... It's already Friday for them. Right. So you really cater to your Australian audience over the American audience. Yeah. Who's, like, right in your yeah. homeland. I have a couple listeners in Australia who I love. More than the American listeners. Look... I met an American listener today. I believe their name was Marianne. And um, they gave me inspiration for the surprise topic. And what is it going to be? Well, I can't tell you yet. Not yet. Right. So I'm going to quickly go through your life story. And then you'll correct me. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is, again, this is going to be really patchy. Yeah, I know. I'm (laughs) certain of that. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> oh boy, I already am like, oh my god, I don't know anything. I know, that's why I'm like, good luck. Okay. Hi, I'm Claire Kretschmar. I was born in North Carolina. <laughs> already wrong. <laughs> and um, I have really wholesome parents, and I have a, a little sister, a, a, a big sister. I can't remember. Anyways. Am I supposed to wait to you correct? Wait, okay, you okay. wait, you keep, wait. Keep going. And I... Oh, I forgot. Whatever. I'll get there in the story. And um, I was very interested in dance and the other musical arts as a child. And eventually I ended up at um, North Carolina School for the Arts for um, pre-pro and high school. And... I trained with the venerable Miss Melissa Hayden, and then I got out of, I think I finished high school there and ended up at School of American Ballet, where I was quickly kind of finished up and accepted into the New York City Ballet, where I've been dancing for now really over a decade. And I am a soloist and have danced roles like The Sleepwalker and La Sonambula, and the first duet instruments to by Lincoln Concerto and the Sugar Plum Fairy and many other things. And um, I also happen to be one of the hosts of the New York City Ballet podcast 
and I can't remember what the name of my <laughs> segment is called, and, but I do it with Aron Sands, and what else can I tell you about myself? I like old-fashioned musicals, and I sing them in my <laughs> fittings, and um, I also have uh, started a new kind of construction of performance called the little little garage <laughs> band little, little driveway shows that I put on in my family's garage in North Carolina and um, in those performances <clears throat> my friend who's a musician who I went to NCSA with plays music and I dance and sometimes it's even improvised and other times it's little things I choreographed and other times it's um little sections of ballets I've done okay I think that's all I got right now Claire honestly that was really good okay where were you born uh Glendale Arizona oh interesting right I know my parents were in the military so uh, they were stationed there. I was born there. And then after a few months, we moved to Shreveport, Louisiana. Whoa. And then after a few years, when I was about five, we moved to North Carolina. So, and at that point, my dad retired from the military, and we were in North Carolina for all of my... What was he in the military? Is military different than Army, or is it all... Is it I same? mean, military is, like, the big bracket for the Air Force. Army is a Army, branch. Coast Guard, and Navy, yeah. So they were in the, if you want to get specific, yeah, they I were did. in the Air Force, oh my. both of my parents. Wait, does that mean they went on planes? Um, They went on planes. They didn't fly them. Oh, okay. But they went on planes. And did they, like, jump out of them with parachutes? Um, you know, I would need to ask We'd have them to, that. We'll have to have them on the podcast. <laughs> I, I bet my dad maybe ought to try that. I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to bet anything, actually. But they flew on planes. My dad went overseas for a deployment um, during Desert Storm. Whoa. Were you born? Um, I think. No. I don't think so. I can't 93, remember. 3, 2, okay, 92. Okay, yeah, then I was born. Okay. Yeah, actually, and I know that was, yeah, a hard time. But yes, uh, anyway, so eventually when he retired from the military, I was in North Carolina, and I, and one place where you aired was I have a little sister and I also have a little brother. You have a little brother? Yeah. Well, I've never met the brother. You haven't, I don't think. Why, why has the brother never come around? He actually does come around, but he's in California. And oh, he's far. Yeah, he's far away. So, um, and he uh, he does he go to the tiny garage shows? He actually ran the gift shop for the Nutcracker Garage. What show. was sold? We sold <laughs> autographed prints, like photo prints of uh, uh, of you past Nutcracker performances. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I know it sounds like the Tiny Garage Shows is an incredible vanity project for Claire Freshmar, but it's actually, like, couldn't be farther from the truth. It's so fun. It's so mm, high quality, but low key. I love that you can say that about your own work. High quality, low key. That's I mean, it's in are. a garage. That's very you. High quality, low high key. High quality, low key. <clears throat> okay, um, so you have a little, little brother. Yep. You're the oldest. I'm the oldest. That so. makes sense. 
doesn't. And so did you do pre-pro at NCSA? I guess so. I did. It's called the prep program right. if we want to get to the facts. Prep program. Prep for high school. Um, yes. And this was mm-hmm. starting in, like, what, fifth grade, sixth grade? Uh, yeah, it's actually seventh. I joined in the seventh grade, I think, Junior for high. me. And then right after that, I went to the full year-round school of the arts program. Starting in eighth grade? Eighth grade. So does that mean you were doing high school classes as an eighth grader? Um, I was doing eighth grade classes as an eighth grader. And but, then, but dancing with high schoolers. Yes, that's a great oh. distinction. And then, to did me. you do all five years then at NCSA? Did you get through your senior year? I did four. Went to eleventh grade. Moved to New York to go to school of American ballet. This is right. This is I have known this at times, and I forgot it. But you did a honestly, you put together a really great sketch. Thank you. So <laughs> you were really close. I when I moved up to SAB. I did academics at the Professional Children's Hi. School. I feel bad about you. I'm so sorry. About, no, no. We're doing great. Like, like, from the other side. We so had a wonderful sorry. meal. Do you want a little hot water? No, no, we're Good. fine. Yeah. yeah. So sorry about that. Don't worry. Please That's don't okay. be sorry. That's okay. We had a great time. You know what? But, you know, the, the lady who said you over the years, she said, like, you want privacy and just... We oh, definitely yeah. like quiet and it. privacy. Thank, Thank you, you so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was so sweet. That was really sweet. But yes, uh, School of American Ballet, but I did academics here in New York, professional children's school, and like a few online classes, transferred them back to School of the Arts so I could get my diploma from there. Because that was my home school. I loved that place. Did you get to like walk in the graduation? I did. I flew home Memorial Day weekend, walked in the graduation, and I flew back and did the SAB workshop performances. Oh my god. Like in the same week. And then joined New York City Ballet. Actually, no. Oh. I was in the second highest level at SAB, so I came back to attend the highest level in the following fall. And then after, I think... What did you perform in workshop? Your um, Vols Fantasy. Were you and, lead? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. and then Bore Fantasque. I did the first movement lead and then the fourth movement demi soloist. So in a way, you were, you did like a Megan Lacrone kind of move, right? Did I? Because she also Oh, from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And then yeah. sort of like a quick stint at SAB and yeah. then into the company. Yep. That's pretty um, cool. And then, what was my other question? Uh, are there? What did I leave out in this decade of dancing leave? for New York City? Oh. Yeah. Um, well, I've... Let's see. Well, let's start a little bit more negative. I was injured a significant amount of times. Okay, that happens. Early on. Didn't really know how to take care of my body. This is like such a... Trope. It's part of Russell's story. It's it your story. It's Tyler Peck's story. Like, it's Sarah Mern's story. Companies are trying to get better at it. Like it's really about educating. Ice. <laughs> it's really about educating like people when they're young and making them realize that they're not invincible. Right. And that you actually need to prioritize simple things like sleep. Yeah. And not doing everything 150% all the time. Right. Because I think that's where we go wrong. It's like we think we can we can do it all. We're kind of, in a way, made to do it all. Uh-huh. And then we hit a breaking point and you kind of have to reassess. And, yeah, you kind of only figure that out when it happens to you. So, anyway. But I got injured in a number of times. 
but I also I loved my life in the core like I loved being able to dance all the styles and all all just the like time. a wide range of ballets um Thing. Oh wait, I went to college. Oh, you graduated. I went to college at Fordham. At Fordham, yeah. And did you graduate with a specific kind of major? Yes, I got a uh, bachelor's degree in communications and media studies. That's incredible. And then an English minor. Do you have a driver's license? I have a driver's license. I know how to do that. I'm not worried about you, Claire. You know, I'm like, not worried either. <laughs> you're well equipped for the world. I mean, and that I'm, can't I'm be said here. about ballet dancers, you know, because it's a very insular and intense thing, right? It is, it is, yeah. But no. look at you, prepared. But also, just like I like to cultivate the other parts, right? So, it I don't know, it's just yeah, part of my DNA. I just like it, so I don't know if there's like anything. I don't know. How is like how's this transition been back into work life? since it's really, it's only been a couple months now. Um, it's been really wonderful. Really? Yeah, honestly. I I feel really grateful to be there. I've um, had really nice encounters with all of the dancers, just really, a lot of times simple things, like seeing different people as we warm up for the day. Um, I mean, people who you kind of didn't see for... A, year a really and a half. long time. And also, yeah. like, there must be a lot of people you're not very familiar with. Yeah, some new faces. And um, I also, like, I really like Soloist Land because I have more flexible time and a little more autonomy in terms of, um, I don't know, how, like, how, yeah, how I spend my day and how I cultivate the artistry of the dance. Do you feel like you have too much time sometimes? No. No. Not at all. Wow. I, looking on the bright side. I think I think what happens though is if I sense, oh I'm gonna have this season is gonna be lighter or something like that. I just fill it up with other things. <laughs> um yeah, certain like project ideas come to my mind. Right. Um the garage show, like, may very well continue post-pandemic. I I mean, maybe there's some kind of, like, expansion pack for the garage show. You know, maybe maybe the garage show happens at the Park Avenue Armory, right? That would be cool. And they open you want to find me that gig? <laughs> sure, sure. We'll talk to some people. <laughs> and, um, you know, oh, this is interesting, actually. I was in a show at the... This is a Liz Santoro piece that happened at... Um, the Museum of Arts and Design, which is just right yep. over there. <clears throat> and if you ever walk around the back of the museum, which we did to get here, there's a big loading dock, and it has a huge garage door. Whoa. Yeah. And so Liz did a performance there where the audience sat in the loading dock, right? And then the garage door opened. Fabulous. <clears throat> and what you were seeing was what was going on in the street. And what was being reflected in the building in front of you, because there's a glass building across the street. And I was up on the, like, I don't know, fifth floor of the building in the stairwell that is in the windows looking at that glass building. And I was dancing up there, 
And so my reflection was in the building across the street. Talk about high art. Oh, uh, oh, uh, high, high art. I mean, literally high up. Literally, art, literally high, high art. So I, my reflection could be seen, but also like Liz had this choreographed pattern of walkers that would like pass by. They had a specific um, trail they would take through the blocks and then... That was basically it. That was the performance. Wow. Yeah. This kind of makes my garage show seem like the kindergarten version. <laughs> <laughs> no, yours is just a more like it's very traditional simple. like proscenium dance. Very, yeah, very simple. Um, yeah, wow, that's inspirational though. Yeah. Also, I should note that Reed was one of the um, influences, really the one who gave me the idea for the garage show. No. Okay. You were you were a co-collaborator with my mom because me yeah totally you never spoke to my mom but I distinctly remember my mom saying do you think that when you were taking ballet class in the garage due to COVID could some of the neighbors come and watch you this is my mom speaking oh. she said could some of the neighbors come and watch you and then I said of course and then you and I had a phone call uh-huh. and you said something like maybe we could do a live stream and you could dance from your garage for your podcast or or like your video something oh, you were putting together I remember this and so yes. I remember coming home from that walk and talking with you on the phone and I followed through oh my god Claire so you and my mom <laughs> no collaborators I had no idea that I influenced the thing that I like so much <laughs> I like, I'm a big fan of the Tiny Garage show. As They're you know. cute. They're, They're very really sweet. Good. Yeah, Reed also, Reed and Harriet made, or er, supplied, supplied costumes. costumes for Iteration number two. Saratoga Garage show. And number two, North Carolina, no? Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. North Carolina, yeah. What was that garage in Saratoga? Um, it was a garage as a part of a, like, children's theater company there. And it was more of, like, a big black box theater type warehouse space with a, a probably like you know a garage loading right. door that I kept open during the show uh, and then people got to sit see, there loading docks loading dog it's a great yeah great yeah. idea thank um, you who would have thought I'm sure New York City Ballet must have a big loading dock door they do and when you mentioned um, this woman's project I was like hmm we got one too what's the view from that loading dock is it Fordham uh, like this, the, the lost you school? would look at Oh, it might be the law school, or it might be, um, there's like a, there's like some kind of outdoor theatery space. Damrush Park? Damrush Park, there we go, thank you. Oh, It might look out there. That's great. Which, that could be cool. That's really good, because there's lots of, like, dancing surfaces out there. Yes, yeah. You know, Pam once did a piece right against that wall, next to that loading dock. Which was a duet for Maggie Cloud and Melissa Toogood. And they it had previously been done at the Joyce, but she reconfigured it to be done on a platform against that wall of the theater. And I made them unitards that were printed with the stone, with the travertine oh, wow. from the yeah, wall. Yeah. So they sort of camouflaged. Yep. It was good. Wow. Yeah. Do you have footage? There must be somewhere. Somebody does. I have like two photos of that, but that was in like 2014 or something. It was long ago. Pre-COVID. Is that, that is long ago, right? Seven. That's, yeah, seven, seven years ago. 21. 
my god, it's almost. I'm almost forty-one. Wow. I know. A few December. months away. Yeah. Yeah. What is it now? October. I've yeah. Got two months. You had two months. Oh God. Well. And it's like forty didn't happen. So. Forty did happen technically. No, I yeah technically. <laughs> yeah, it's like I was born in a leap year. Yeah, I always I, like yeah time warp. That's Wait, the word that I keep using. Time warp. March 29th. Interesting. March 29th. Why is that interesting? I don't know. I don't even know about astrology. <laughs> I know I saw zero. That Russell Jansen posted um, a story about. Um, from an astrology app called Coast Coastar. Oh, people do love the Coastar. Yeah. The Coastar. I don't know about Coastar. I don't either because I hate technology and, and or phones. <laughs> As previously discussed, I'm trying to do no screens after my yes, night check no shower. screens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll read a book, hopefully. I love books. Do you? I do, but I don't read enough. I would make that the secret topic, but I would fall asleep. All right. Well, what's it going to be? Okay. I think that the secret topic today is inspired by the person whose name I think is Marianne, who is sitting with Andrew Scordato, and under those, you know, the lovely part next to the Henry Moore Pond in, near the library? Yes. Yes. But I have a weird admission. I've never been in the Vivian Beaumont Theater Complex thing. Oh, interesting. Never. Yeah. Have I've, you? Yes, I have. I've seen a few uh, performances there. What did you see? Um, there was a, I'm, I will forget the name right now, but there was a play. War Horse. No, the I didn't King see Warhouse. The King and I saw The King and I, I, and I loved it so much. I also saw My Fair Ladies with Russell Jansen, the one and only. We sat really close. Was that and, with that red, Bryce, the redhead? Yes. What's their name? I can't remember. Laura, Lauren, Lauren, Lauren. 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 From Six Feet Under. Maybe. Lauren. I wouldn't be able to come Lauren, up with her last Lauren. name. Lauren. I can't remember either. But we sat so close for that one that the um, performers were, like, making eyes with us. Like, fun. Ooh. Like, I don't know. It was really Were cool. you singing along? Um, I think so. I had to. But I, I wasn't singing, but I was maybe mouthing the words. Uh-huh. And I think that it probably just had a... We had a big smile on our faces because... Uh, we just love that one. You know, Claire, I don't. I just realized this. <clears throat> I don't think there's anybody in New York City ballet that we've dressed as much as you. Really? Yeah, because like you were in pause. Yeah. You were in scherzo, right? Yes. You were scherzo. in easy. Easy. You were in rotunda. Ro- ro- you were rotunda. in Rincapilla. Yeah. You were not in rodeo. No. You were <laughs> not in Bartok Ballet. No. You were not in Bitter Earth. No. You were not in Wendy Whalen's retirement dress. No. <laughs> but like... That's significant. That's that five. Five out of... There's ten actually. I can't and then what, what about the garage is. show? <laughs> Absolutely. God, what do you think the tenth dance is? Um, what do you mean the tenth Oh, right. Right. Oh, the tenth that you've you're done. not on that one that either. You've done. Yeah. Oh, so I've been in five out of the ten. Really good. I think that's like maybe more than everyone else. That's cool. I still have images of our my first fitting with you from Pasta La Jolla. Oh, I have lots. Yeah, and you send them to me. I know you do frequently, <laughs> just to remind me. That that was when I sang in the fitting. That was 
Oh, really? I feel like I remember you singing when it was Scared So Time because oh, it was really? a very long fitting because we had to draw lines on your body. Oh. Do you remember this? I do. I mean, I remember the costume. I also remember singing in the fitting, but I can't remember which costume it was for. It was for Scared So because we had to draw okay. like many concentric, many circumferences of your I, body. I do remember spinning around and singing the <laughs> what do you see you people gazing at me from um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Do you want to give, give us a measure? Yeah, totally. Okay. okay. What do you see you people gazing at me <laughs> turning around on the music box that's wound by a key <laughs> And then it goes on, it goes on. Claire, to choose such a high key impromptu. Was that high? I don't know, it's probably correct because you well, did. Look, have to... I'm like talking and my voice is all Well, then you had to get quite high. far down, so you know, you just have to have a big range for that song, and you really nailed it. Thank you. I don't even know that song, but it's gorgeous. <laughs> it is really beautiful, though. Okay. The woman in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang who sings it is divine. Do you know who it is? I know that she has blonde hair. Oh, she's be, okay. really beautiful. So basically, somebody <laughs> from <laughs> the olden times. Yeah, I'm not the best with celebrity names, but yeah. I know when That's I more really, I know when I like their performance. Can I drink some of your water? You can have some of my Thank water. You. Um. Okay. Ready for the secret topic? Yeah. Go. Um. I think the secret topic today is tea. Teeth, wow, oh, do I have some loaded things oh, to get I'm so talk glad. about? You know, I was thinking, looking at you, I thought Claire Mapp might have nose teeth stories because Claire's teeth are just so, not, like, perfect. Oh my gosh, I can tell you a million teeth stories. Okay, great. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. So, do you recall, like, you probably don't recall teething. No. No. Don't recall teeth. So there's this moment when you're a child, you just have all baby teeth, right? Yeah. And then we start to get loose teeth. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that experience? Yes, I do remember wobbly teeth. Were you, were you into wobbling them, or were you just into like letting them do their thing? Uh, I definitely wobbled them, but then when they got to a scary point of like kind of hurting your gums, yeah, then I stopped. Oh really? You weren't. I, I didn't want to. You didn't yank them. I didn't yank them, but I, um, I, I was like a slow burn okay. to get the tooth out. You didn't do the tie it to the doorknob and slam the door? No, but here's the thing. Oh, God. My dad is, was an oral surgeon, so he knows oh. a lot Wait, Air Force into oh. oral surgery? Yeah, so, no, but he was a doctor in the Air Force. Oh, doing people's teeth. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, okay. and like face surgery. So, <gasps> anyway, my dad knows a ton about teeth, and so... Whenever we oh would get God. loose teeth, he would. I bet your dad could also do plastic surgery because he knows about all the facial can't, muscles. He can, yeah. I don't think he does that that much unless people's jaws break right. or like you well, know. Well, dentists they need. also do like cosmetics, like yeah. like lip filler and Botox and stuff. Wow, things yeah, I didn't they know. know about all that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You got to know about the face. Yeah. Okay, that's so cool. Okay, so. So guided by my dad. And, and your dad's advice was don't tie your tooth to doorknob. I actually don't really remember what ex his exact advice was, but I think he was more of a proponent of like, wait till it gets loose enough and then just pull it out. Ugh. Cause <laughs> that's Ugh. what he did every day. <laughs> God, and that is just how it went too. Like, that is think, how like, it went, yeah. I was ob obviously because I'm an obsessive pip picker, popper, all that stuff. 
I was wiggling and wiggling and wiggling for it to come out. Um, and wait, just hold on one second. I just need to make sure this show is not at 7.30. Okay. <laughs> We're just still recording. It's all fine. I looked at it the other day and it said 8 p.m. I do believe it's 8 p.m. We're just double checking. Sorry, everybody. I'm going to fall for dance tonight. Should I sing the song? <clears throat> It's an eight. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, do you recall ever being like a jack-o'-lantern, just having like many teeth missing at once? Um, not for a long period of time. Maybe, yeah, now nah, I have some pictures where I'm a jack-o'-lantern. Were you a believer in the tooth fairy? Um, yes, yes. I don't ever, Not for very long, though. I don't recall believing in Santa Claus or any of that, but I kind of, like, really wanted to believe in the Tooth Fairy. Yeah. Well, and, you get dollars from the Tooth Fairy. Right. And my mom would do a thing where she'd save our teeth, and I think her plan was to have them, like, set into, a, like, a bracelet or something like that. Interesting. <laughs> Zero waste, whatever, well, 1985. It's just because my mom is dark. <laughs> You know, yeah, exactly, 1985. Really? Well, yeah, I mean, how old are you when your teeth fall out? Um, yeah, you're like seven, five. Well, I would have been seven. four or five then. Oh my god. Yeah. I almost got it right. You almost did. Anyway. It. I was born in 1980, so it's easy. Um, <clears throat> okay, so then you start getting your big teeth. And did your big teeth come in weird? Um. They had like the little uh, lumps at the bottom, like the little arcs at the bottom. What? You know, you know the teeth when they come in, like the two front ones, imagine, there's like, it's not a straight line because yeah. you haven't bitten a lot of things yet. What? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't, but I'll take your word for it. Because the teeth, the tooth has to come in somehow and like go through the gum. Oh It doesn't come in God. with a straight line, you know, because you haven't... Because it's slightly pointed. Yeah, because you have to... It has to get through. But if that were true, Claire, wouldn't the tooth just, like, continue deteriorating forever and just, like... I guess they do. They Yeah, they do in a way. Yeah. Anyway, I just picture my, me and my sister and my brother... You, like, grew with fangs. With those teeth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do have the, the pointy teeth in my mouth are pointy. Your canines? My canines. They yeah, really are. They're pretty are. pointy. They are. They are pointy. I know. Wow. You made me self-conscious now. No, that's great. <laughs> Why wouldn't... I mean, if you need to gnaw on a piece of steak or something... I can do it. Yeah. Hands I, yeah, down. Right. 150%. If it were an apocalypse, you could really just get right in there. Totally. I'm also not. not worried about that. Through the skin. <laughs> I'm so ready for whatever life brings. Are you? I love that. <laughs> you and me both. It's like, you know, death is imminent. So anyways, um, <laughs> you, you're getting your real teeth. Yeah. Now, at a point, as your, are your parents like, it's maybe time for some orthodontia? Oh, yeah. And uh, maybe, as you can imagine, I got it quite early because my dad being in the yeah, field that he was in, field. the first thing that I ever had was a palatal expander. I think that's what it's called. I've heard of it. And so um, it was this retainer in the top of your mouth, top of my mouth, mm. and then in order to help my teeth expand or grow and my mouth get big yeah, enough to uncrowd your uncrowd teeth. my teeth every few weeks or so i had to get these cranks 
in the Palaville expander and they hurt a lot. I bet. Um, and my dad did them, so that was like. Oh, that's Ugh. so great. It's great, but like also, like didn't love that moment and with say, my dad. Today's the day, Claire. Yep. And then. Where would, would you be in the bathroom? Where would you be? Uh, I would usually like go to my parents' room for that. Incredible. And, would he um, lay you down? No, it's like it was a standing thing. You just like tilt your head back, and then he would use this something and crank it, and then oh my God. it would hurt. Um, and I didn't have braces. This was pre-braces. And what was your relationship to brushing? Were you good? I was a pretty good brusher. Yeah. yeah. And you did, yeah. it wasn't something that you were like, I don't want to. No. Do you recall like fluoride treatments as a child? Yes. What flavor would you ask for? Um, usually the mint one. Oh, that is unusual. <laughs> is that it? Was, yeah, I think most That's people like, would say bubble gum. Ew, no. That's if it's offered. Like, why would you want to have the bubble gum lasting taste? You're a little kid. But I don't know. I didn't crave those like fruity or sweet kind of scents with the fluoride just because uh, scents <laughs> wrong word choice taste but they have a smell right oh I'm sure I'm sure they have a powerful odor mm-hmm. yeah so the taste didn't choose them what did you choose bubble gum Ooh. <laughs> eat bubblegum. I love the dentist when I was a kid because like all you do is you get like some weird tasting fluoride treatment and then they put that like delicious gritty toothpaste on the polisher and they kind of just clean your little teeth. Well you like the grittiness? The grittiness is my one of my least favorite parts. Oh no I didn't mind that at all but then once I became an adult with all adult teeth and they started doing the thing where they like scrape against your gums Oh, that then hurts hard. I, I was like, like what is the dentist? Like, I didn't yeah. I didn't see that coming. And I had, my body had, like, a very visceral reaction to it. And I would laugh hysterically in the dentist chair. Laugh? Yeah, because my nerves would be so rattled <gasps> that my body would just, like, laugh hysterically. It was, I would be crying with laughter in the dentist chair. That is yeah, it a was response super crazy. I've never heard of. Yeah. Well... It's you either cry or laugh. Yeah, (laughs) unique way. Um. Wow. Yeah. Dennis thought I was out of my mind. Yeah, I don't like that little silver tool that scrapes the gums, like the tops of the tooth into. It is scary. I watched. I hate to say this because every time I mention it, people are like, "What's wrong with you?" I watched a video recently of intense, like, full-blown tartar removal because. I guess it was like one of those like process YouTube videos and it was someone who like must have never brushed their teeth in their life and then they were 50 and their teeth were just like where the teeth connect to the gums were these rocks of just like hardened plaque that they were just like grinding off and it would come off in chunks and what it would leave was like huge holes in the gums like that would bleed and then eventually it was just like this bloody mouth of like fresh gums and teeth sort of hanging there. Oh, it was so grotesque. But I, felt, but I felt better. I was like, they're on their way to something better. True. They were, they were obviously put to sleep, this person, because Whoa, like this... so intense. Yeah. But I'm sure they're going to be in a ton of pain when they wake up, but then eventually they'll get better. And, and they better start brushing a, a their teeth. a wonderful smile. 
Well, no. I mean, they're just like a bloody <laughs> smile for a while. Oh my goodness. This is giving me great inspiration to make a dentist appointment. We must. You know what I'm we saying? We must, yes. Okay, I'm going to do that soon. I now have a dentist that reminds me. Okay, so. Good for you. Now your palate's expanded. Is it time for braces? Time for braces. And guess what? I did not have them just once, but I had them three no. times. So I had braces would... three no. times. So after, how long was the first round? First round? Maybe like a, maybe two years. I how old are we? Two or three. Um, 12. So 12 to 14. Yeah, 12 to 14. And then they remove the braces. Yeah. You're like, wow, I have slippery teeth. Loved it. And then, at what point are they like, we might have to do this again? I think when I was 16. And did you see it coming? Like, I didn't. I didn't. Um, but what happened, I think, it, I can't remember exactly, but I think those canines of mine were just going out, like pointing out. You know what? I can see that. They like desire to go out. Yes. So I had to, they had to fix them again. Um, yeah, and, and this, I was growing. I was, was the growing second round when I was shorter? sixteen. Second round was maybe a year and a half, something like that. Oh, so long. Okay, and then you got them off, and you're like, "Thank God, that's it." And then you know what happened? My dad mainly realized that there's like a bigger issue because my jaw was growing in a crooked way, like my one side. <laughs> can't believe it. One side of my jaw was like the bone and everything was getting really big. And then the other side was kind of staying small. So I would have a bite that was always a little crooked. Um, and so I ended up getting jaw surgery. Oh, no. But I had to get braces in order to have the jaw surgery. So that after the jaw surgery, my teeth had to be wired shut no. in a certain way <laughs> they had to be sh- wired shut for about um like six weeks total what? but they, it could expand no. a little bit a little bit after like the second week and you'd and be then drinking it, through a straw i drank i ate i did everything through a straw for disgusting four to six weeks that is wild i, I think say, your dad was obsessive i mean he really wanted to help me have a, a good, good start. smile but also but, ruin your teenage years. No, I didn't feel like they were ruined at all. So because, at this point, are you at School of American Ballet with so your at jaw this point, wired get shut? This, no, I was already in New York City Ballet. Shut <laughs> up, Claire. So I had braces when I was in New York City Ballet. Was Wait, was the jaw wiring when you were in New York City Ballet? Yes. So, But the good thing was we did the jaw surgery on a break from the company. But, like, some of the first weeks back to rehearsals, I, I, was, I had rubber bands, so my mouth could only open a little bit. And I had to tell our, um, like, ballet mistress, now they're called rep directors now, but I had to tell her, um, I was like, hey, Rosemary, I just have to tell you that I can't really jump because I'm not allowed to because I had jaw surgery. And she was like, okay. <laughs> wow. But, um... Anyway, so I, yeah, I couldn't jump for a little bit of time when I was rehearsing for the company because of the jaw surgery because it was a little precarious. Um, but I mean, really, like, my dad wanted to give me a good smile because he realized oh, that, like, stage, stage, you gotta be. So, the stage. and so, how long were, are you in the New York City Ballet with braces? 
Um, I total in New York City Valley with races probably about a year. Well, I so have it wasn't no idea so how extensive this orthodontic history was. You picked a was. good topic. I really did. <laughs> and now, do you have extensive retainer situation? Oh my gosh, with? yes. And I actually had a little few weeks ago I got a little worried because I started to see this kind of like black gunk on my retainer and oh I thought <laughs> it's like what am I gonna do is because it, is it just glued into your mouth no it's not but I ha I've <laughs> I've worn my retainer ever since the jaw surgery because I'm so afraid that they're gonna do what they used to do um, Claire can I just say if your teeth ever get crooked that's fine I think so too I yeah. feel that too I'm gonna be so at peace with that um, but anyway, I wear my retainer every night. I got a little nervous when I saw this black stuff on it, but then I took a toothbrush to it, and I cleaned it, and it's all good. Well, I want you to do that more often. I know, and I realized that, too, in okay. that moment. So don't you worry. I'm already Claire had black it. mold on her retainer, <laughs> but it's gone. Yeah. I have, I have clear tray retainers. Right, and yeah. And I, I brush them every day. Inspiration. Thank you. Look at you. Inspiration. Off, give them a brush. Me. Put them in the case. I should put some little mouthwash on it too. I think that would like. Yeah, but it would I think be like, like a zhuzh. Mine. It's like you take them out and you realize that like you have to clean it because they're like they're just like there's these, stuff on it. They're dishes that like hold all your saliva and it's yeah. gross. So like Literally. I can understand why like a wire one maybe like wouldn't be as intense. It's a little less yeah. alarming. But I never had orthodontia. I only did these clear liners during the pandemic. How did they go? <clears throat> it was fine. It was like many, many, many weeks. It probably took a total of like a year and a little bit. And now I'm in the retainers, but it went well. They look great. Pretty straight. In and fact, your canines are going straight yeah. down. And I had some overlapping before. So oh. my friend Leslie, who I saw today from high school, the first thing she said is, look at your teeth. Nice. That's amazing. She said, "Did you get new teeth?" What is your thing called again? Clear, true. Clear aligners. I, I use a Clear company aligners. called Bite with a Y. Bite. Bite with a Y. Got it. Is that is that their ad? No. Bite with a Y. I actually don't even know what their ad is. <laughs> but it I'm worked. Sure I Do you know it and, worked? It worked fine. I mean, I think it probably wasn't as like fine tuned as it could have been if I had done it with an in person. <laughs> specialist yeah but as far as like doing it all on your own at home like doing the align like I did all of the impressions myself with the like putty oh yeah all of it <gasps> and you just send it in and then they figure it out they send you like a 3d rendering of the plan so you can see your teeth from all angles how many stars would you give this company out of five three and a half the customer service ends up being quite bad okay yeah but the it worked Got it. Yeah, bite. And it was like, I would just say it, it was like, like $1,800. Okay. Which I think is a steal for orthodontia. Yeah. Yep. And certainly a lot cheaper than Invisalign. Yep. But it's an investment. Okay. It's amazing. And it was like, pandemic was the perfect time to do it because I was, I was wearing them for 22 hours a day. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. Too bad your listeners can't. <laughs> Can't. Go back in time to get the bite. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. But they I was talking about it the whole time, so they could have done it. They could have. They could have. Maybe Marianne, who I talked to today, she had done it, so maybe it was. Maybe oh. I inspired it. 
Wow, so she she has had bite too, or one of she's them. She's gotten bitten. Bite or <laughs> I can't remember the names of the other ones, but there's other ones. Oh, it's all wow. the same. It's just like fake Invisalign. Wow. I think Invisalign is special because they actually glue little brackets onto your teeth, and then the aligners sort of latch on to those brackets. So I think it gives oh. the aligners like more. Um, Work and also like more options for which ways to move the teeth. Oh. Whereas the aligners can only do kind of like rotational movements and a little bit of like lateral movement. But I don't think the aligners can like yank a tooth up, for example, or down, which I think braces really can do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of hoisting. Hoist, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I gotta get ready to go. Yeah, you gotta show. Yeah. Thank you, Claire. Thanks for doing this. Um, we recorded for 45 minutes. Is that good? It's perfect. Fabulous. Um, is there anything you want people to come see you in the last week of the season? Um, I am in Rotunda for two more shows. Great on, ballet. Uh, Friday evening and Saturday evening. It's a quick turnaround. Yeah. I don't know when this podcast is coming out. Tomorrow. But... You can see her in a brown long sleeve leotard with pale blue tights over that we chose for her. Yeah. And um, what else? That's it. That's oh. all I'm doing. Right. And I'm you in Indiana. Out. That's great. You can start packing up your theater case I now. I can. I'm no really excited. Pieces. But Maria Karowski is retiring on Sunday, and yes. that's a big deal. That is a big so deal. So if you yeah. want to show up for that. I don't have a ticket. Well, I'm just talking to your listeners in general. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Maybe I'll have you try to buy me a $30 ticket and see if there are any left. I doubt that, but I will try. For okay. you, read Thank you, anything. Claire. Thank you. My <laughs> gift to you is that you can try to buy me a ticket. <laughs> All right, everybody. I hope you're having a great time, and um, I'll see you next week. Bye.